What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Hope you're having a wonderful Saturday. I know we are. we got a brand new Ike Live show for you tonight, and guess what? It's a good one. Joining us later in the show, we've got world-famous musician and a pretty cool dude, Billy Strings, joining us. And then in our second segment, we're going to be catching up with Ish Monroe. Haven't talked to Ish in a while. We're going to see what he's been up to. Talk about some big changes. He's making in 2023. Uh, by the way, let me say happy new year to everybody. This is our first show uh, since uh, since December, since the new year. So let me intro the room real quick, and then we're going to get right into it. Uh, you're looking to my right right here, and you're saying, huh. I know what you're thinking. You're saying, huh. Pete looks different. He got handsome. I Pete got, got good looking. I got younger. <laughs> Red Pete. Yeah. Pete got good looking and young. Pete's on that. Pete's Pete's on that adre- Pete's on that adrenochrome. Yeah, he is. Hey, hey, I'm Pete, and I just went back in time. Time traveler. Uh, Pete, I mean Paul, Harvey, Paul. It's good to have you in the Pete, studio. How are yeah, Pete? I like you in this seat better. I mean, that seat was cool. Your normal chair yeah, is cool, yeah. but I like you here. So it's good to have you in the studio, man. Good to be here, Mike. All right, real quick before we go on the intro room, big news, real quick, just an update. Caught a big one today. I saw a picture of it. Not a big one. It was a good one. It was my first good bass of the year. Only the second bass I've ever caught in a jerk bait. Okay. We're going to talk more about that later. Uh, Sitting to my left, the one and only Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf. Dave, how you doing tonight? Yeah, great. I didn't catch a fish today. (laughs) No fish today. No. Have you fished yet in 2023? No. No? Well, no, I haven't. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) No, not at all. Not a cast. No, I almost did. Okay. Yeah, and no, I almost, I will, I will soon. All right. I'll well, get out there. That's okay. I'll get out there. Yeah. Uh, let me finish introing the room. We've got a very special impromptu studio guest today. We've got Epic Eric joining us in studio. Eric. What's good, everybody, man? Great to be here. Dude, Great this to is. Be here. Uh, thank you for coming in the studio tonight. So, I got to see it was a treat last night yeah, at the you. Ike Foundation event, and then Brian gave me a text today saying Eric might come and do IMs tonight. That's I was like, right. Hell so yeah. Man, so many nights watching this throughout the winters, man. Thank you, Ike Live crew, for saving my bass and soul for so many years. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I love to hear that. You got it. I love Straight to hear up. that. I appreciate that. And producing the show, the one and only Brian the Carpenter. Brian, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I feel like my uh my brain level is like the comparison of Paul to Pete. Right. And the size. Yeah. That's where my brain function is. Okay. Yeah, you had a late night. It's about last half night. of what, you know. Yeah. Maybe a a third quarter. You had a late night, plus you're running around, still hustling hard, well, what, doing a lot of work. Yeah. What are you saying, Brian, with the correlation between Pete and Paul? 
I'm half the man that Pete is. I get it. I mm. get it. No, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to see who you're slighting. Myself. Oh. <laughs> Pete. Because right. he's not here. Because I, I want to know what, how to jump on a muscle. I don't know. <laughs> Pete and myself. Uh, also, uh, you're not going to see this guy. I, want, I should like him. To, oh, he'll, be, to he'll be in. Yeah, he'll, he'll be in. in yeah. But, uh, but I do want him to pop in. Uh, we've got uh, Jake in the house tonight uh, with us uh, doing some pictures and doing some content. So I definitely we'll, be, we'll have Jake on a little bit here. Uh, Dave, I want to tell you this. This show is brought to you by some amazing sponsors a few of which have been with us almost the 10 years. Can you believe it's been 10 years no. already? Dude, that's crazy no, I know, man. to think that next show, our very next show, which happens to be next weekend. February 4th. February 4th is our 10th anniversary show. That's wow. incredible, dude. That's incredible. But a lot of these sponsors have been here since day one. Uh, Mystery Tackle Box, uh, man, let me tell you, this is an easy way to put it. If you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, you got some gift cards, some money laying around. Get Mystery Tackle Box. Dude, this is an amazing investment. Brings tackle to your doorstep once a month. Check them out. If you go over there to mysterytacklebox.com, use the promo code IKELIVE, you're going to get 30% off your first Elite Box, 50% off your first Pro Box. That's half. Uh, also brought to you by Tackle Warehouse, AFCO. Got some great new Ike gear. Head over to AFCO.com. And last but not least, the Ike Foundation. And we're going to be talking more uh, about the Ike Foundation. Um, Brian, Michael. what time did you go to bed last night? Uh, Be honest. Don't lie any, to anybody think, right here. I think uh, we fell asleep around 4, 4.30. 4.30. I was last man standing. <laughs> I was last man standing to the 15 guys in that garage. Wow. Was alive. First of all, how did you fit 15 guys in there? That's not a, that's not a big shop. Stacked up, dude. Stacked heat. Like yeah. walleye, man. Wow. In a live well, bro. <laughs> yeah. It was wow. crazy. <laughs> Wow. We had all three Cowans and all three Brookses in there. Like oh the Hatfield wow, McCoy. That's pretty cool. Hatfield McCoy issues. Yeah. It for was sure. they are I might have come out there for that if I know pure that, chaos. Yeah, man. I wish I was knew. Was there that. any fisticuffs or was it just all yellow was, fisticuffs? Yeah. Oh man. Someone had to go for a walk to there calm was a cool down. period. I, I did a little coaching session outside. If his arm was <laughs> straight, it might have happened. I don't know. What 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 were they arguing about? Don't even know. Eagles. Yeah. It's this goes back to like 40 years the best years. safety of all time who, who, who you know <laughs> who they should trade for who was out of the third base and, <laughs> yeah. you know in right. little league back in <laughs> from 1993 the guys call it mepri mepri all their old sports stuff was the abbreviation was mepri really and, yeah mm -hmm. from mount ephraim yeah huh. yep. the mountains mountain folk i played mepri mepri hockey street hockey yeah same back in the day yeah yeah, yeah that was good that was a good league hmm. uh Big news, Brian. I'm going to start with some updates here. Big news. Uh, the new boat showed up a few weeks ago. Yeah. And last night at the Ike Foundation event, the new boat sh came wrapped. Oh. And it's a beautiful shout out to uh, VFX Wraps. Yeah. I didn't uh, see him there. Mike and Corinne. Yeah. Corinne was there. And, Corinne was uh, there? She was there. Yep. Oh, damn. And uh, beautiful. It looks. Corinne? Looks Yes, Corinne too, but the wrap, <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous. So very excited to show everybody. Going to be making some posts, Jake, uh, this week, giving everybody an update on the wrap. A little different uh, layout this year on the wrap, but uh, looks good, man. Looks good. Here's the thing about those wraps, too. Dude, they, it protects the finish of that boat unbelievably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like last year's boat, you know, but I, I sold it and then 
I can't sell it with the wrap on it. You know, it's like my responsibility to peel that off because it's got sponsor logos on it. And when you looked at it, when it was wrapped, you're like, oh, man, that boat's beat up. But then you peel that wrap off, dude, it's immaculate underneath. So I, lo I love the, the wrap concept is great. You know, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, but what a boat. Can't, I can't wait for you to see this wrap, Paul. It's great. Looks great. Uh, Star Wars uh, theme? Uh, not Star Wars theme yet. No, no. I'm I'm gonna have that, that's in the mix down the road. Uh, but I I do want to talk real quick. Becky's not here, but I do want to do a catch up on the Ike Foundation event. Uh, Brian Carpenter scale from one to ten, ten being the best. What'd you give it? Um, eight, because Browser wasn't there. I would I would I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I would give it an eight or a nine. It was <laughs> yeah. a good event. My wife had to sit at a table of eight, and she was the only female. Wow. Imagine my discomfort. Because Pain. the Cowns and the Brooksies don't they don't bring their wives. Right. <laughs> nah. They, <laughs> they, they hide their shoes and they, they they hide their wives' shoes and they make them cook and chase after the kids. <laughs> One of them might have told their wife that it was sold out and there were no seats left. And oh, yeah. If she God. came, he would have had to stand or something. Like that. Oh, and the man. other one buried her shoes in the yard in a spot not specified. <laughs> <laughs> On Mark. <laughs> The Mark Grave. Oh man. Oh man. Nah, it, it it was nice being back. So that was um Dave, that was the first official, you know, event like yeah. that we've had since COVID. So it was nice being back. It's nice seeing people, you know, actually engaging with people, not you know, via yeah. telethon or any of that mess, you know. So yeah, I missed it. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I hate missing Chinese auctions no matter what they are, but oh, especially yeah. for your event. Yeah, you know? and there was some good ones, man. Uh Paul. We had uh, Key Thomas, Blacktown Swimbaits, so generous, donated like, I call it like eight big giant dunks. Oh, yeah. Swim I, saw, baits. I saw a picture. What's he sell one of those for? They go for Brian Carpenter, uh, what did they go for? About 250, uh, 250, 300, something in that range. Yeah. And he donated eight yeah. of them? I would say there's eight on that Holy table. Holy mackerel. No dude. question. Eight. Yeah. Like, oh, that yeah. was incredible. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. generous. Yeah. How, uh, and then afterwards, what he had left in his briefcase, handed him out. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Whoever yeah. had the hottest wife there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are a winner. Now, John, John Valdez, I think, won two of three of the baskets. Wow. He won. I, three, he had three, three baits. He had three baits. Three baits. Yeah. I can confirm. That's crazy. Man, man, that briefcase he was carrying around, yeah. I felt like it was like the football was in there, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like the, the codes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was serious. Yeah. We had we had protection. Yeah. You guys didn't know that. It was great. I should have got a picture of that because it actually looked like an old FBI-looking briefcase. It truly did. Like it was it was black. Like, uh -huh. a, you know, no With, like, like those fake gold. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the, the things. Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't have a handcuff, but it. Felt like he could oh, yeah. have had a handcuff on there. Should have had a handcuff. Yeah. He's probably trucking 10 grand worth of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But those those baits yeah. are awesome. Shout out to Keith Thomas for donating those. That was great. But great. And he event. was there for the after. Was he there? Oh, yeah. Keith was there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Taking it all in. Taking it all in. Do a little yeah. partying. So, Dave, it all started. Nate, Nate Callen, the youngest, he, he's got his arm in a sling. He had uh, surgery, you know, ruptured bicep. So, Darren said to him that he should throw a white towel over it. Cause he was just walking around like this all night with his arms like you know looking like a server and then we all started speaking french and <laughs> from there it ex escalated to a one-arm fist fight <laughs> well you know <laughs> oh shit nice. Nate was ready to take on the brooks versus 
left arm or something. I mean, the Cowans, <laughs> the Cowans, I think, mop them up. I mean, there's weight classes in fighting for a reason. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they're overweight, but they're they're big boys, man. Yeah. There's a reason there's weight classes. <laughs> you know, the Brookses yeah. tend to be a little bit leaner. Uh, Darren's gotten pretty big. So no, it's all Darren, Darren. Darren's in shape, but I mean, he's never thrown a punch. Zach's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Anyhow. But uh, good event. Good events. Shout out to everybody that came. Uh, I want to talk about this too, Dave. You brought it up. I wanted to wait till the show to talk about it. But yeah. I got to go practice this year for the first two elite events. Yeah. And it was super cool, dude, from a, from a lot of levels. For know? people that don't know. Yeah. So, you know, when I look back. No, but Okeechobee and Seminole. Okeechobee and Seminole. Yeah. First two elite events. And carved out time this year, Paul, to to go put four full days. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, wake up at nine, fish till four. I'm talking about four dark to dark days scouting. Uh, so cool from a lot of levels. The first one is when I looked when I look back, Dave, you know, I hadn't really practiced for an event. The last practice that I put in for an event, like serious practice, was uh, the Knoxville Bassmaster Classic. Yeah. So it felt good to get back into that routine of, you know, yeah. going down and putting in the work and surveying. But the other cool part was, dude, I was with Uncle Don. Oh, no. Uh -uh. That was so fucking cool. They're, they're letting you guys do that again? So if... They're letting you practice the 30-day practice Before the cutoff. with a family member yeah. as long as they've never been to that fishery. Yeah. And so Don never was never at Okeechobee or Seminole with me. Nice. It was his first time. That's both. pretty so, cool. But, dude, that's cool, Paul. And you oh, know, yeah. like, you oh, know, yeah. when you get to hang out with family, you Absolutely. know, your dad or whoever it is. How old's uh, Don now? Don is uh, 71. And he was pushing dark to dark with dude, you. Dude, dark to dark work. And I know him. you gave him no quarter. Oh, None. dude. <laughs> No that way. old man was getting now, smashed. Now, I did do this. Brian the Carpenter, you're going to be proud of me. I did make sure we had water and food in the boat. I mean, like Bengay or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did that with us, dude. Yeah. And, I, but it lasted a day. It lasted a day? Yeah, your it. week's worth of snacks. Like, oh, they're gone. Yeah. Me. Now, we had, I had, for Don every day, I had water. We had two or three sandwiches. Like Ethiopian boat, so. bug out kit. It's like, a, it's like a granola bar and a bottle of water. <laughs> But, dude, it was good. It was good to fish with Don. And, and we did, um, you know, I would call it like 60-40. We, like, 60% of the time we did a lot of idling and looking, yeah. you know, which was cool. And 40% of the time we fished. Don caught some big ones, you know. Yeah. Don caught some four to five pounders. And uh, we saw a lot of cool shit, dude. We saw gators. We saw great, you know, sunrises, sunsets. Uh, and it's the best there. Dude, the cool, coolest thing I, I've ever seen, I, and all the years I've been doing this, I think was the first time I've ever seen it. I saw an eagle come down and get a coot straight up freaking maim a coot like come down and freaking hit Whoa, it hit nice. it hit it. it you know it would go under it would pop up boom he'd hit it again he finally hit it so many times that thing was smoked grabbed it flew off with that thing wow dude craziest thing just me and my uncle were just like what the hell? I saw one with like a two foot snake and it's down oh, on, yeah. on Bugs Island. I oh, saw him yeah. flying with the snake in his in his hands or the fuck feet. Yeah. What do they call him? Clothes. Talents. Yeah. Talents. 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 Yeah. yeah. But it was uh it was it was a cool experience. And I, I, I hope it helps. You know, it's like coming off a bad season last year, I really felt like I felt like I have to get back to this. I'm I feel like maybe I got too complacent 
and not putting. Well, we talked about this. I said you yeah. need you need to be like Rocky training in yeah. Siberia again well, with no I, shirt on, like no, I know old school equipment. Like I did. I, I feel body like weight. I did that. I feel like I put the time in. And right. here's the benefit about practicing. And and Eric, you know this too. Dude, you get to get in tune with your equipment a little more, yeah. right? So it's a new boat. It's new electronics. I've got these new Abu rod and reels that I'm designing with Abu. They're, you know, in the prototypes. So all of a sudden, I got eight days, eight full days with this new equipment. You so know that, what I mean? So that way you can take your time and really figure out, you know, what you like about it and what needs oh, to be yeah. improved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, so for the rods and reels, exactly. Dude, yep. I, got, I got some great notes. But for the boat, to be able to break it in, not freaking driving it on the Delaware for four hours and saying that's yeah. it, like actually fishing out of it for eight yeah. days. That's awesome. So man. it was a good trip, dude. It was a good trip. Shout out to Uncle Don for going on that trip with me, dude. For being able to survive it. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Well, they're, they're not easy days. You know, we go to these places. It's funny because at Seminole, especially, we had this really nice house. Um, Becky found us on VRBO. But you don't get to enjoy the house. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like the day we checked in, we're like, dude, this place is great. It's like right on the lake or a canal off the lake. And it's like got a fire pit. And, you know, the guy like the guy that rented us a place left a message said, well, you know, we'll leave the wood in the, in the thing for when you guys do a fire pit. And you're never there. <laughs> Where do I put? Where do I put my McDonald's trash? Yeah, dude? that's all yeah, I need to yeah, know. Yeah, you're like, throwing you're yeah. throwing the worst food down your throat. Yeah, you get back, yeah. and dude, you're smoked. You know, like you sit down on the couch. It's eight thirty, and you're just like, uh, "Hey, because four a.m.'s coming quick." Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's. So you crazy. got back to the old school way of doing things, huh? Fuck good, man. Fuck good. Yeah. Get back in in that routine and put in the work, and um, you know, I, I don't want I want to go out and fish this year, and not I don't want to look back and say. I should have did this. I should have did that. I want to put in my prep work. You know, I plan on practicing for uh, three or four more of the eight events this year. So I'm going to put my work in, you know, for the ones I can. Yeah. And and see how it shakes down, you know. You're going to be able to recon Sabine? Sabine, I'm not going to be able to recon, um, which of all the tournaments on the schedule, that's the one where it probably makes the most sense. Yeah. Because it's so vast and there's so much yeah. backwater, but that's unfortunately one I can't I can't get to. Yeah, you know. But uh, I'll get to Murray, I'll get back to Santee for a few days, and I'll get to Lay Lake, which I haven't been to in years and years and years. Both so, those, both the, the first two are so sec like they're almost the same thing every year, every month. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it's not like Okeechobee where you're looking for new grass and yeah. Well, the here's the thing. Here's the thing, up, and I, I don't mind talking about it because I'm sure. We've got other competitors that are going to are listening now or will listen to this podcast, and I, I I'm not afraid to talk about it, dude. Talk about devastated, Paul. Dude, Lake Okeechobee yeah. looked like a nuclear fucking bomb went off what? in the middle of the lake. Eric, I'm not kidding you. What? The dude, heck? I get there the first day. I launched. I launched at Cluiston. I ran that whole rim canal. Because I wanted to put hours on that Yamaha, right? So yeah. I took my time. I, you know, got that, ran the whole rim canal. I popped out up there. And, dude, I, I rode just for like two hours in the main lake. Everywhere I went, the water was chocolate milk. What? And the reeds were uprooted. Uprooted reeds, no cattails anywhere. And all the cattails were blown against the bank to where it literally looked like some a napalm came in. And just destroyed it all. That's dude. unbelievable. Was it the hurricane? It was two yeah. hurricanes back yeah. to back. 
So that both of them almost like sat on the lake. Oh, that's brutal. So, so yeah, devastated. Dude. Florida people already know this, but like for the rest of the people in the rest of the country, Fort Myers, there's people that haven't had electricity yet. They're True. still six months away from it. Yeah. They're, gen- they're living on generators down there. My nephew's doing roofs uh, over in that way. Yeah. Mm. You but know, it, it, it was unbelievable how, you know, so practice there, I think, is going to really help because if you would just go and say, oh, I'm going to go fish West Wall. So it's going to fish, fish small, isn't it? It's going to fish small. It's going to fish small. It's going to fish different, right? Like there's not the normal kinds of vegetation in most areas right now. So oh, man. it's going to be an interesting, interesting derby. But uh, yeah, devastated. Just crazy, you know. And, like, and here's the other thing, too. Lake level. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If somebody, uh, by the way, if you're watching, if you have a comment or question, chime in. Uh, Eric's going to be following us all the whole time. But, yeah, bring him. I'm, I'm on YouTube as well. So as on me, YouTube, okay. Uh, but but here in studio, it's yeah. like live. So yeah. so I think yeah. I want to say that normal level on Okeechobee is 12 feet. 12, 12 foot is their normal level. From the ground up, average. From the bottom up. Uh, or top I, down? I don't know how they mark top it. Down. But 12 feet <laughs> is normal lake level. When I went there, it was 16-3-4. It's a levied lake, bro. Dude, 16-3-4. So here's the thing. You got all these cattails dead, blown everywhere. The water's dirt, chocolate milk, piss-ass, dirt, shit water. And you are in four to six foot everywhere. And you can't get back any further. Dude, that's the thing. I was so amazed at how limited the spawning habitat was. You would think with high water, you just keep going back and going back and going back, right? You can't get back there. Oh my god! <laughs> you need a fucking airboat to get back there. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. You so know, so like monkey box gone. Monkey box is barren. Now the water in monkey box looks. It wasn't as bad as a lot of the lake color wise, but the days of hyacinths and beautiful cattails well the high water is bad for that they you want that place three feet below pool you that's when everything grows you want it low because it grows and fish in a barrel yeah fish can't be as many places oh god but sorry to hear all this shit well you know i would like dude i wish i was a a fly on the wall when those hurricanes were hitting the lake can you imagine the size of the waves Coming across Okeechobee. I'd rather be like a 90-pound kettlebell on the wall than a fly during a hurricane, dude. <laughs> Mike, imagine how good imagine Already, how good yeah. they would have been biting right before those hurricanes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would have been on fire. Yeah. yeah, people down there ain't doing that, dude. They're worrying about their house getting blown away. They're yeah, there for survival. They're not true. standing on the on the bank with a, yeah. with a poly in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I've never been to Florida. I'm a Jersey boy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but it was a good trip, dude. Good trip. Good scouting Scouting trips, nice to be back in Florida. And here's the other bonus of this, Brian a Carpenter. I bonus? told you this. The last day we were there uh, was uh, Saturday. Yep. The the cold front and the wind was so bad they actually canceled a BFL that day. You know, because especially Okeechobee now they don't play wind. You know, you remember years ago that fellow died down there or whatever. So the BFL got canceled. But this is one of our days. So let's go out and put the work in, right? So. You know, I did a lot of looking, but I'm like, I finally got to an area and I'm like, man, I need to fish. And I'm talking about a cold front, dude. Like I woke up like freezing, like yeah. water temperature dropped like 10 degrees. Just start flipping, 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 flipping. Finally get a bite, hit it eight, six on my last day at Okeechobee. 
course. Dude, felt so good that's to catch amazing. a big one. I've that's seen amazing. that. A legitimate eight six on the Normark scale, dude. Wow. You know, it's funny when you catch it, dude. When no eyeballs get that big. Oh, yeah. When I looked at it, my uncle looked at it. We landed it, and I'm like, Don's like, that's a nine ten pounder. I'm like, it's not that big. You know, until you actually weigh it. You know, because they look gigantic. You know what I mean? But that's a big one. Eight six is a big one, man. Big <laughs> enough to get your oh, whole yeah. fist in his mouth. Oh yeah. Easily. Oh yeah. Giant, giant. Uh, good trip. Uh. I did want to catch up one other thing, and, and then we'll, we'll see if anybody else has anything to catch up on, is, uh, Brian, you'll be happy about this one. Colonoscopy I just had last <laughs> week. I just made my appointment the other day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is great great contact. It's, yeah. 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 So, uh, Dave, did you have you had yours? You know, we turned 50. Yeah. It's, you know, by the book, of course, mm-hmm. you're supposed to have a no, colonoscopy. I didn't, I didn't, nah. Yeah. I didn't go get that done. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I had it done. Yeah. So I, I did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> And here's the thing, dude. The worst part of it, I'm telling you, Paul, you're a young guy. But eventually, you have to engage Shit, in they this. make you couple, drink? Couple decades. Dude, this, yeah. you're flushed out, right? Yeah. That was bad. But the worst part of it, not eating for a day and a half, dude. What? A day and a half. A day and a half? A day and a half. So that, you know, so the day before, you know, you got to <laughs> fast. There's no food. You start drinking <laughs> that stuff. Everything just, you know, just flushed yeah, out. Yeah. Well, then my appointment. Is at at eleven something, so I get there. You know, get there at ten thirty. I'm at ten thirty, dude. I'm I'm so hungry, my stomach's rumbling. Dude. You know what I mean? You get that hunger pain. I'm in there. So you know, it's like every, fishing on your boat, right? They're running late, dude. Everything's late, dude. Before I know it, it's noon, and I'm still sitting in, in the freaking all sucked out like you're ready oh, to go yeah. make weight, like weigh-ins. <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like, what? And the best is yet here? to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, get to get. Yeah, but I'm here to tell you. Listen to me. This is important, Dave. You got to get. You have to get it. This yeah. Paul, is good. A lot of like, that. I was that's scheduled. A bad camp, so right? I was scheduled to do it. Okay. And then their COVID protocols made me so infuriated. Mm. I was about to go man on fire up in that mm. motherfucker. So I was like, I'm not even okay. coming. Fuck you and your stupid tests. <laughs> and you can take your stupid box back. Is shit that you want me to eat beforehand. <laughs> So they actually, know? they're still serious about that. Yeah, they still, yeah, about, well, about the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no one told them. No one told the medical people. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I called for my appointment, and um, yeah, and I've been meaning to do it, just kept pushing it back. But it was probably Thursday. I finally called, and I called the lady, and and I said, uh, "Hey, Diane, you left me a voicemail Diane. on February fifteenth, two thousand and twenty-two, <laughs> about my." <laughs> so you got a kick out of that. But that's, <laughs> how long i've been sitting on that message Dang. no pun intended um but yeah oh have you had a vaccine we're gonna need proof of that like yeah oh yeah oh yeah they wanted the card like we're gonna be in wawa before yeah. this thing with each other you retard and i'm gonna come sit down and i have to show you a card like we're gonna be getting our our fucking sandwiches next to each other uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> let's go out with a bang <laughs> and on that note that's right mm. that's right uh, colonoscopies to cold, yeah, to Wawa. Colonoscopy to Wawa to COVID cards. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Uh, Fauci, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> oh, no, I'd love to get him on <laughs> fake Fauci. Yeah, oh, I'd love to have him on uh, this show. Are you updated with your booster? That accent. Oh, my god, dude. Uh, They're fucking with us. There's no way, dude. They are, no Fauci ouchie for me. Yeah. They might be, they might be messing with us. Uh, Brian, we've got a couple great guests coming on. So I, I want to ask you a question. Should we, you want to take a little break no. or we'll just get right into it? Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll get right into it. All right. Break so 
I am so excited. Listen, if you're watching the show tonight, uh, I'm so excited to have this guy on. A uh, uh, really good dude, a friend of mine. Uh, Billy Strings is going to join us. Uh, cannot wait to have him on the show. Do we got him, Brian we Carpenter? We do. All right. It's live on Ike Live, the one and only Billy Strings. Billy! Yo, what's going on, boys? How you doing tonight? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing good. All right. First things first, dude, you are, besides probably Kevin Van Dam, you're the hardest working guy I know. You're never home. You're always traveling. You're doing something. Where are you right now? Are you home? Where are you at? Actually, yeah. For once. Wow. You're home. Yeah. Feels good. Does feel good. I, I got a question for Billy before oh, you get into Already? It. Yeah, well, we just, Billy, bear with me. Here's Brian. Uh, we've got some new studio changes. We ain't been here in a minute. What do you actually see from your vantage point right now? Well, I see couple boys sitting on some couches yeah all right, so you can see us. All right. I, yeah so, i don't know where the camera's at but okay all right i'm out Back well there's you. cameras all over the place it all could right. be that one it could be that one over there yeah it's, it's the middle one i see all three of y'all so it's the it's okay the well that's that's good uh billy it's great to have you on the show um we've uh we've had a cool opportunity to fish together a few times and uh it, it was pretty amazing pretty amazing and uh i've had a couple of cool opportunities to go to some of your shows and it has been amazing 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 this is the first thing i gotta ask you and it's it's crazy because a lot of people i know are in the different genres of music and when they you know they heard you know oh you know, you went to a Billy Strings concert. I said, yeah, I, I went to the concert. They're from all these different walks of life, uh, like guys that like rap, guys that like metal, guys that like country. And they love you. <laughs> why? Why is that? Like, it's amazing because I've, I've never really seen that before. But people from different walks of life that like different music love, love your music. Have you heard that before? Is this new or is it just me? No, I mean, I've de definitely heard that, you know. Um, I don't know. I think bluegrass is just good music, you know. It's acoustic and it's played with instruments, you know. There's no computer involved. It's just, yeah, you know, acoustic, organic music. And so I think people yeah. kind of, no matter where you're from, you can't really deny that, you know. Somebody sitting there picking a banjo or something, it's like, that's good shit yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's awesome and uh it, it's funny because the first show i went to i was actually with brian and uh we were i can't remember the venue in philadelphia but we had some amazing seats and we were watching and honestly i was like um trying to think of the right word but i was like mesmerized by the performance and one of the things i loved is that there wasn't a uh it, it wasn't like a structured performance you know and then when i got to see your second show it was all new again it felt so fresh and new but it wasn't like you know a lot of shows i've been to it it almost felt like um like staged you know where there's segments like this happens at this time 
your shows are very fluid and natural. I, I love that. Is that is that just your style or is that blue bluegrass music in general? You know, I think it comes more from like the the jam band world, like the Grateful Dead kind of world, because what we have is like a following that these people are jumping on trains and planes and all sorts of automobiles. And a lot of folks come to every single show, you know, um, I see the same faces in the front row, whether we're in New York or Seattle, yeah, Michigan to Texas. I look out in the, you know, the same, I can, I can recognize people no matter where we are because these people come to every show. So what happens is we have to, um, alternate the set lists you know accordingly you can't eat the same thing for dinner every night you know so i'm not going to serve these people the same you know i'm going to mix it up for them and you know one night we'll have pizza and tomorrow we'll have you know some burgers or something yeah yeah it's it's funny too dave uh i i mentioned this before but the the vibe at billy shows it it's like Dude, everybody, there's this very positive energy at, at the shows, you know, and it's funny because other, other shows I've been to, you don't, you don't feel that, you know what I mean? Community. Yeah. It felt like community. And that's, that's super cool, man. That's super cool. That's, that's a special thing that you have. I think your fans are, are definitely, uh, they're they're regular dudes, you know, (laughs) they're Um, not. Yeah. It's, it's a cool vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're. They're the best. I mean, I love all those folks so much. They've put, you know, so much like love in my heart and, you know, bread on my table, literally. But, but I, yeah, I'd do anything for those folks, man. They travel around and see us. And I I think that's like almost just as much as the music that the folks come and, you know, coming to see they enjoy going and hanging out with their friends and, you know, they all come from different States and stuff and they gather at a hotel and they have these big parties and stuff. And it's, um, it's just really cool. You know, it is like a big community and I've, I've seen people come out of things like, you know, heroin addictions and stuff and and meet somebody on tour and find their family. And and there's a big um, supportive crowd to among like sober concert goers you know um kind of like this group that meets at every concert and they because you know it's like sometimes weird to go to a concert if you're not like drinking or something or you know everybody else is partying and you're trying to stay sober or something it's like ah but they embrace each other and they help each other out and um it's just such a beautiful community i'm i'm so humbled every single time i get to you know really sit and think about it that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, I, that was, that was, uh, that was epic Eric last night in my garage. It was. Yeah. yeah ah. he, he was the sober one at the bass party. At the bass party. <laughs> and nobody was supporting him. No, <laughs> nobody was supportive of him. He was all, uh, he was on an island all yeah, by yeah. himself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely the last crew anyone trying to be sober needs to be around. Yeah. Your group of friends, <laughs> man. I survived. Yeah. Uh, nah. Well, you're strong. Fast, strong, brother. 15 yeah, dudes strong. circled around a 16 foot uh, tracker. A bass tracker huddled around a bass garage. tracker. The power of a bass tracker, mm. the magnetism of it. Mm. Uh, Billy, I got I do have to tell you this funny story. Uh, so like uh, 
my mom, you know, she's really like, she checks in on me every other day, you know, she's just great mom, you know? So, you know, it was like, I don't know. I think it was the, the last time we fished together, you know, she, she was, she had called me and she's like, you know, what are you doing? You know, I said, oh, I'm out with Billy and, you know, go to the concert probably tomorrow, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, I got, what's, what's his name? You know, and that whole thing. <laughs> so I turned my mom onto your music and she's like, lo she loved it. You know, she's really loved it. But she called me back the next time, a couple days later. She's like, I love this music. You know, she's probably like listening to it on some like rudimentary app or something, you know, <laughs> she's like, how, how old is that old man? How old is that old fellow? He's an old soul. <laughs> this is my mom saying that. And I thought about it. I'm like, no, mom, like Billy's like young guy. He's like younger than me. But it was an awesome compliment. Have you heard that before? Like you. I think you do have an old soul about you, especially through your music. Have you, have you heard that before? But that came from my mom, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the people who I was raised by my parents, you know, they surrounded me with like music that was of their era and even before, you know, I mean, a lot of this bluegrass stuff was, I guess, recorded in the, you know, fifties and sixties and, and and uh, I, I was just exposed to a lot of that stuff. And I, I grew up listening to the music that my parents listened to and watching them. You know, I grew up watching Andy Griffith show and shit. And it's like I was born in 1992, but I was watching Andy Griffith show, you know, like just it's just how I was raised. You know, my my when I was like a little kid, I was into like Lon Chaney Jr. and Boris Karloff and like those monster movies and stuff, you know, like the old school monster films and just weird shit like that. Yes. And, and, you know, when I was in fifth grade talking about, you know, Bill Monroe and shit, and it's like, who's this fucking kid talking about this old ass music, you know, and it's just kind of how it's always been, I guess. Uh, that horror uh, special, like with Elvira back when you were, when you were in your monster movies, you remember Elvira? No, really, no. Nah. She was like, I don't know. She was like an old oh, bra right. with, with the, the long hair. Yeah, she was an old bra with like giant hammers, like dressed like a like a like the like a Fred, what the hell, Herman yeah, Munster's like, wife, yeah. and she would host like the old horror movies, like the Swamp Thing, and you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know, the old Dracula shit. I can't yeah. believe you didn't ever saw that because that would have been around your time, you know. Yeah, Elvira. Yo, Elvira. Yeah, a song about that, wasn't there? Yo, Elvira. Yeah. Is that the name of it? So, so Billy, I, I gotta jump in in here. Yeah, because I, um, I've always like kind of knew I, I liked uh, bluegrass, but from being up here, you know, we listened to kind of grew up with a lot of metal and everything else. Um, and I remember a song was it uh the first train robbery? Remember it? who sings that? The first train robbery. Google it. Uh, gonna ask Alexa. <laughs> Larry Cordell. Oh yeah, Larry Cordell. Wow. Yeah, I, back when I had like Sirius XM and I like yeah. would just tune into the Bluegrass Channel and that song just kind of like it always felt that Americana feel about it. Yeah. And then you know this this past couple years, COVID hit and all this ridiculous nonsense that's been going on. Like I kind of retreated and and um, turmoil and tinfoil came kind of came across my radar somehow and and that just like got me 
hooked into back into uh bluegrass and it's about every all i've listened to for the last three years i remember when you first found it it seemed like it was longer than three years ago but i, oh, re I remember yeah. you talking about bluegrass yeah. and it'll and get it'll get under your skin and it's hard to get out if it gets in there it's yeah. it's soothing to me man it's comforting so yeah. mine had a metal tie i found a dude who play who would play like raining blood on on whatever that round guitar is that they use <laughs> it was amazing nice dude <laughs> yeah like, what's it called a banjo yeah he was he, he doing raining blood on a banjo dude it was amazing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah billy i i just i know the story um but your influence early was key to to your life right um you know your stepdad early on that was real important to you becoming a musician right talk a little bit about that for people watching right now i, I think you know that's important for anyone is that early influence but he had a great influence on you you actually just came out with a new album uh too i haven't listened to it yet i can't wait to get it me and my dad new brand new album you got to to record with your stepdad how how important was he wow. to your life and, and to changing your life, shaping your life? Oh man, the most important. I mean, he he's just a badass guitar player and singer, right? And he's he's just a really sweet dude, you know. Like wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's a big old teddy bear, and um, everyone loves him that meets him. And and he happens to be this amazing musician, and and he ha has a lot of friends and he plays his guitar and everybody gathers around and, and everybody sings songs together and i saw this as a kid you know i saw my dad you know everybody sitting around having a couple beers or whatever and they're all singing like whatever they're singing you know because my dad will play everything from bill monroe to fucking rod stewart you know and um and and i just saw how how much joy he brought to these parties and stuff yeah. it was like man i want to do that when i grow up you know, and, and, um, he just, yeah, he's always been my hero. He still is, you know, and yeah. time I hit any milestone or anything in my career, you know, I called dad immediately, dad, you're never going to guess what I'm playing at fucking Red Rocks or, you know, I just got to sit in with seldom scene or I'm, we want a fucking Grammy, you know, like, and it's hmm. all thanks to you, you know, and, and, you know, like, I just remember being a little kid, like, if he wore Levi's, I wore Levi's. You know, if he wore yeah. a ball, I wore a ball cap. And I was, yeah. I was, I was just a little sidekick, man. You know, what's most amazing out of this? Like, I know more Native Americans than I know guys that have good stepdad stories. Like, this is the coolest <laughs> thing. Actually, hearing a dude yeah. like who had a good stepdad. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Rest of us. Were just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you repeat that. Yeah. I'm trying to process what you just said. Say that one more time. I know more Native Americans than okay. I know guys who had good stepdad stories. Okay, I'm, I'm going to marinate. I got you. I got meaning meaning his stepdad was an influence to him. <laughs> I know some guys in this room, our stepdads, it wasn't the same situation. 10-4. I absolutely wasn't wearing what Marty was wearing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. Now, it is, it is cool, though, like uh, that the things come full circle, you know, because I think for me, my uncle is very much like, you know, what what your stepdad was a father figure yeah. for me, yeah. you know, a role and model, a role model. And my uncle shaped my uncle shaped my life just like, you know, your stepdad shaped your life. Like uh, when I won Angle of the Year, which was back in 2006, my uncle was travel with me full time at, 
at that point. And uh, it was at Table Rock. And I'll never forget that that third day when I got back and I launched, beached a boat and I had a big limit that day. And, you know, it was there's that anticipation of Kevin. Kevin was in the hunt. Steve Kennedy was in the hunt. And, you know, I found out they didn't catch him. And theoretically, there was no, you know, I had it won. And that moment of my uncle there when that happened, you know, because he knew when I was a kid, he inspired this fishing thing for me. And he knew as a teenager, this was a dream and have all that come full circle and have him there. Dude, I don't know if there's anything more special than that in the world. And I think you have that, uh, you know, especially recording this album. Dude, that must have been just surreal to be able to do that. It came full circle for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we we grew up. There were some lean times, you know, and yeah, and, and to to grow up and take what my dad taught me, and you know, ever since I was 19 years old, I hit the road and I've never came back. You know, I mean, I haven't taken wow. my grindstone. I'm 30 now, but I've been constantly on tour, you know, I mean, it, for, for many years, it was 200 gigs a year and that's not including travel days. So 300, so at least 300 days a year, you know, I was gone and, um, and I love it, you know, it's, it's my life, but, but to be able to be able to take what my dad taught me and, and, and then kind of, you know, make a good life for myself, not, just, not only just, you know, I got a roof over my head and, you know, a little bit of stability or something, but I'm saying a good, genuine life that brings me joy, like where I get to do what I love. Um, man, that's, it's just incredible to to do. And so I was burning it up on the highway for so long for, for the last, like I said, ever since I've been 19, it flew by so quick. And I, I started getting kind of scared that I'd never have time to make this record with my dad. Um, you know, he's getting older and you just, yeah. you know, you never know, man, you just never know. And, and, and so I, I really just reached out to my manager one day and was like, we have to make this record. Like, let's just book the time in the studio, you know? And, and so now, yeah, I've made this record with my dad that I can listen to when I'm 50, 60, 70 years old. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Let me remind you, if you're watching tonight, we've got Billy strings on, if you've got a question or a comment. Please send it through. We've got Eric on the IM board. Eric, what do we got coming through? I think we're good, Brian. Yeah, we've got some questions, man. So any collaborations coming up? And there's a lot of talk about the AC concerts coming up. Mike, people want to know if you're going to AC. Again, collaborations. What's he working on? Let's hear. Yeah. Okay. All right, Billy. Collaborations coming up. What do you got? What do you got happening? Collaborations. I don't know. We just did a thing with Hook, which was pretty cool. Like we had some shirts that... Um, with some trippy, crazy bass with a chatterbait in his mouth and shit. What? Uh, oh, but but that's cool. Collaborations, like I don't know. Um, it, the folks at Z-Man at one point were talking about trying to, you know, let me design a chatterbait or something because that's that's my go-to. You know, that's Whoa. what I do most of the time, except for in the winter like this. You know, I I'll, I'm, I've been throwing the Alabama rig a bunch, but. It's about time for that Ike's Demon DT6. Damn, that's a good one. Yeah, that's mean, a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Now, here, here's a collaboration that I want. 
me and Billy in the boat where we actually catch a lot of fish. <laughs> you know, I want that collab. Unfortunately, yeah, both times we fish together, we fish <laughs> shitty South Jersey lakes. I was going to say, where'd you fish? Shitty South Jersey lakes, both times. Yeah. Uh, there you so have part of it's my fault, but Mike, Mike, it's all we, your fault. You made fishing popular down here. Well, I'm just saying. These lakes, your Thanos. Mike, we ain't going to South <laughs> Jersey for my trip. I could say. We're not going to South Jersey. No, no. But here's the thing. So, Billy, uh, collaboration. Let's collab on me and you fishing in a place that actually has fish. Probably maybe I, at your house in Nashville somewhere or something because they're not no, here. I don't, I don't catch them down here either. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to tell this story real quick. I put you on the spot. Uh, you know, the first time we fished together, you know, we had talked through social media and we sort of met each other, you know, just through the phone and then you know we met and you know when you first meet somebody you know there's always that you know you're feeling each other out and i've i've got to fish with a lot of really amazing athletes celebrities musicians and i'm going to be totally honest with you a lot of them aren't like fish heads right they like the fish but they're not fishermen and so i remember like it was yesterday you know like we went the first time we went fishing, you picked up one of my rods and it was a bait caster and it had a chatterbait on it. And, you know, you kind of like half looking out back and dude, you slung that thing out there like the perfect cast, no backlash, just started winding it. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's a fish head. Yes. Yeah. You're not <laughs> my snags out, man. <laughs> Uh, but we will catch fish eventually. I promise. Uh, yeah. Hey, Bill, I got a question. What other kind? Like, what what kind of music did you grow up listening to? Like, did you just listen to like country and bluegrass, or did you have other influences? Well, I listened to a lot of, like, from the time I was born to the time I was about eleven or so. Like, I listened to mostly bluegrass, Doc Watson, and stuff like that. And mostly, I just listened to the music that we played. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, my dad would listen to a lot of bluegrass and stuff. But around the time I was about, you know, 10 or 11, I started getting more into like Jimi Hendrix and, and, and the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and, um, you know, The Doors and stuff like that. You know, I was like, like I said, I was like this little fifth grader, like, you know, hippie kid. Like, it, it's yeah. just... Um, it was weird, I guess, probably for my teachers. Like, who's this kid showing up in, like, you know, the early 2000s, like, you know, looking like John Lennon or some shit? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like um, it was cool. Some of my teachers, we talk about music. But, but yeah, around that time, I got into, like, you know, classic rock and stuff like that. But that led to around the time I was about, you know, 11 or 12, 13, I, I started wanting to play music with people that were my age, you know, like I really, I had played bluegrass with like all these old, you know, old folks my whole life, you know, yeah. and, and I wanted to play music with people that were into similar things like skateboarding and playing video games or whatever the fucking, um, so that's how I got into heavy metal and, and, and more down that path because there Nobody in my school or anything was playing any music except for either jazz band, which was, I went to that for one day and I couldn't hang, but, um, you know, <laughs> so it was like, 
you know, I ended up at these metal shows and I hated it at first because the vocalists were just, you know, like, (laughs) and I'm like, this is terrible. I'm used to like listening to, you know, blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining, you know, like (laughs) shit like that. And all that, I'm like, you know, this is fucking, I'm like, this is not music, you know, this is like, and something happened over a little period of time i acquired a taste for it and there was this <laughs> one band they would scream but then they would also sing a little bit too on the choruses and stuff it's like okay well i can dig that and it you know it's just like just like learning how to like beer or something it was like you know at first- <laughs> that's genius dude that is exactly what metal music is learning how to like beer it is. That's exactly that's what metal analogy. music is. That's that's amazing, dude. It's a great analogy. Wow, I can't ever thought of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it became an obsession. And, and next thing I know, my acoustic guitar was collecting dust. And I was just off in these, playing in these metal bands and stuff, you know. Uh, 13, 14, 15-year-old kid playing in uh, metal bands and, like, churches and shit. And, you know, yeah. we weren't making money. You know, we were, we were paying to play. And it was just totally out of passion. But it was cool. And you know we got a place next to a little craft brewery next town over from me where the high school kids have a place to go play and they'll pack it they'll come from like 30 40 50 miles around just to come yeah play. So it's that's pretty the, cool so that's so what yeah. billy, I, it was I actually, billy i actually used to play guitar you know i was jammed with my friends and stuff and you know i'm a metal head i love some of those uh metal bands and you're right it is acquired taste you got to really want it you know what i mean and then eventually, after listening to it enough, you really begin to love it. So, like throwing uh, a Carolina rig. Yeah. Or so, fly fishing. So what was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spear fishing. Or weightless Senko. Or weightless Senko. So death metal is definitely more spear fishing. <laughs> yeah. So what was your favorite guitar brand that you played when you were in your metal days? Oh, that's a good question. That was Power Bay Paul. Oh. Zeldane. Um, well... I, I got this PRS guitar when I was like young and I've always loved that guitar. Uh, but what I really played was like this. Oh man, Ike, you would have loved it. It was, it was just like your boat. It was like purple chameleon. Man, I, <laughs> oh, it's flip flop. It. Yeah. I'm going to grab it so you can see. Hell yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> There's Ike approved guitars now. Everything. Oh, Rods. Of course okay. there is. Reels, boats, man thongs, and now guitars. Let's see this. Act. This is crazy. Te- teeth whitening strips. <laughs> man thongs? Check it out. Whoa. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, it's got the purple sheen to it. Hell yeah. See what I mean? It changed. Like, it's kind of blue, too, a little bit. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really see. But crazy. yeah, this is a, I guess it's an Ibanez something or other. Um, but yeah, I used to play this in the metal band. What's your Mount, Rose. <laughs> What's your Mount Rushmore of metal bands? Um honestly, like my favorite metal band in general is this band called Cryptopsy. Um and they're a death metal band from Canada. I've never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, Cryptopsy. Paul? The vo- the vocalist's name is Lord Worm. He comes out on stage and he Lord eats Worm. fucking nightcrawlers out of a like a, a 
Yes. Like a chalice. He has a chalice. He has a chalice and he fucking eats night crawlers out of it. Oh, yes. In the crowd. Oh, this sounds good. I got him on the I got it up here, so I'll have to check it out on the way home so I don't lose it. Oh, yes. Lord Worm. The album that you want to listen to is None So Vile. Or it's probably the album that you don't want to listen to. Yeah, we used to have some really good stops, like not far from us over in Philadelphia, some really good venues for for, for a lot of bands that you, you know, come through. And bands like, you know, you're mentioning it would be like the first band. It'd be like 30 people there, you know? Yeah, but man. They're all shut down. I guess, you know, I yeah. don't know. No one goes and watches live music anymore, metal-wise. There's, there's a, was- uh, I live in a college town, and um, two blocks down, there's a one of the houses rented out to college kids. Every weekend, there's bands playing in the basement over there. That's cool. I almost went and crashed it last weekend. Uh, my son <laughs> ended up in his first mosh pit. Yeah, Nine. dude, get in the mosh pit with a bunch of like teenagers and beat their ass. <laughs> suck if i end up on the wrong side of it our last pit was probably about three years ago we were about 48 nice no. remember how beat up we were the next day yeah, we oh, went, yeah. broken we foot seen a machine head. wrist broken foot <laughs> broken foot yeah. wrist broken wrist i won my buddy mom, bob had like mom, internal uh, damage Oh, My mom broke, got a, her rib broken at a Rob Zombie concert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, All right, damn. Billy, I'm checking our uh, Instagram social feed, and we got a question from Steve Pellegrinus. And Steve's question is, Billy, how did you get into fishing? My dad. Just like bluegrass. Um, Heck, yeah. So my my dad's... My my stepsister Kelly, she was married to this fella named Travis, and he had a bass tracker, and for some reason he just didn't have somewhere to like park it or something. So he would park it at our house, and we, my dad was like, "Yeah, you can park it here if we can use it whenever we want." So we did, and my dad used to take me to this little farm. I'd call it a lake. It's almost a pond, but it's too. It's it's a lake. Um, and it was on this farmer's property and he has a little donation box on the porch. You know, you put five bucks in there or whatever and little sand, uh, ramp and, and, um, man, there's lily pads all around it. And so I remember being just shit, five years old or something, five, six. And my dad threw a frog on there for me. He said, just bounce this around them lily pads and just play, just go play froggy, you know? And he's, you know, sitting there bouncing a Texas rig or a, a, sal- a, a lizard or something, you know, or he liked throwing them pop bars too on that lake along along them lilies. But I remember the first couple blow ups on that frog. And of course I missed them, but it blew my mind, you know, yeah. and after that, and then he goes, okay, just, you know, you're just setting the hook a little bit too fast. Just give him a second, let him take it, you know, and. And then I started learning how to wait and, and how to hook them. And I, I was the frog master, man. I, <laughs> I was I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell Ish Monroe that we have Ish on next, and mm. I'm gonna tell Ish that you're the actual frog master. No, no, don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nowadays I'm the chatterbait guy. I'll stand on that. Mm. <laughs> 
That's people awesome. want to know Bill. what your PB. Oh, what's your PB bass? PB. It, Go it, large mouth and small mouth. Uh, seven pound large mouth. It's a good uh, one. But small mouth, I don't know. I, I don't even think I've caught one. I've I've never caught a five. I've caught a four, you know. But I've never caught a five pound smallie. There you go, Mike. You got to get him up on Erie. There you go. That, so, that sounds like an eerie special. Right? Yeah. And I, I yeah. came close. I came close, like up in up in uh, up in Michigan. Uh, I'm trying to remember where we were fishing. It was like the mouth of the St. Lawrence River, I think, or or um, up there by in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, but they get all up in them reeds up there, and they're like yeah. football. There, you know, they grow mm-hmm. different down here. They're so slim and slender and long and um you know because i fish mostly on percy priest yeah uh, which today by the way i got to fish as it was windy as shit and i got to check out that bass cat on some rough water and it was like just a world of of difference and and yeah i don't i don't know if we've talked about that yet but i bought ike's 22 touring rig from yeah yes nice. yes Good dude mojo I, in that boat i'm so happy you have that boat like seriously like i i think i would have probably just gave it to you even if, <laughs> i would have literally just gave it to you because i'm so happy you have that boat Good uh, thing you didn't do i know I've been yeah. for how many years I know. Shit. I know i didn't give you up <laughs> Here's here's what I want to know, Billy. Like you fished out of a bass tracker forever, and then to get into that, what 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 is that? What's that like? Because it's been a while for me. Like I remember my first time, you know, I won my first bass boat, and I remember I was always a John boat guy, and then I won this boat, and I like for a week I like slept in the thing. Like I could I couldn't even. I didn't even want to get out of it, you know, but like, I remember the feeling of like, ah, oh, you know, Dude, I had that feeling like today I was like, literally, <laughs> I was just laying on the deck and I was just oh, like, yeah. boat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. So, so like today, you know, I'm, I'm going to launch the boat and I'm like, God damn, it's, they're white capping out there, man. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's choppy. And yeah. I'm like, well, good, yeah, you know, because the last couple of times I've been out, it was, I mean, first time I took the boat out, it was early in the morning, it was glass. And that was awesome, too, to, to be able to feel the boat on that. But I've been, you know, that's one of my reasons I wanted to get a bigger boat and a glass boat so that I could handle these waves out here better. Yeah. Not, yep. You know, what happens is I'm in my bass tracker, I'm cruising along, and I hit a big wave, and I bounce up, and then I come right down, and I just sit right on my balls. <laughs> and 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 then i'm driving and i'm like oh my balls and i'm like oh, oh. <laughs> you know and so that, that didn't happen anymore man i was able to just get that nose right into them waves and just mm-hmm. fucking monster those things and 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 yeah so it, it's just so much better having a a, a little heavier boat to, to handle that but also like for the for the um forward facing sonar you know i can actually find my lure and i can actually see a fish and cast at it and it's crazy and, you know without the the wind kind of blowing my boat 
so that I can you know, I lose everything so fast, you know, like yeah. a, floating like a leaf, you know, this thing kind of stays where it's at so much better. Um, so yeah, that's, it's just incredibly helpful in, in the, having the poles, like just at the dock is like so nice. Dude, it, I, I'm so happy for you. I mean, it's uh, not knocking any other bass boat brand, but Bass Cat is uh, honestly, oh. dude, it's solid. Bass Cat is as solid as they come, dude. That's also, a solid all-around boat, man. Just I'm so having, glad you've got it. Yeah, me too, man. And, like, having having the rod locker, having all that storage, like, I was worried because I thought I had a lot of tackle. Dude, I didn't even – I mean, I could put so much more in there. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's, yeah, just the storage in that thing. And I finally got, like, all my rods just, like, they live in the locker and it's it's clean. And, you know, there's not, like, 10, 13 rods on the casting deck, you know. It's, like, I can just pull a couple out. You know, like, right now, I'm just, like I said, I pull out the jerkbait. I pull out the A-rig. You know, maybe something to bounce around if it's slow. But it's been really slow down here, so. Yeah. Billy, Billy, do you uh, do you travel with a lot of tackle in the tour bus? Um, no, I just got like this, not a lot of tackle, but I do bring some stuff for sure. I bring like a, a rod or two, and then I got this little hip sack thing. Yeah, fanny bag. Yeah, we yeah. uh we met Aaron Lewis a couple years ago, and he's he's a big fish head, and he's got a load of tackle in his in yeah. his uh, tour bus. Yeah, he's got all the Japanese yeah. like high end thousand dollar rods and reels and crazy man <laughs> the mega bass guy mega bass yeah crazy it's yeah. crazy crazy oh that's cool yeah man i don't i don't i don't throw many you know i throw like a little underspin on like just a like a kayak or something out here but i don't know i've had a little bit of luck on like glide baits and shit but but i don't throw big like the big softies you know like them texas guys um, as you get older yeah get soft <laughs> <laughs> that's what eric told me i don't know <laughs> true unless you're dave and you have the the blue shoes oh, you're hitting home runs dude yeah. <laughs> blue shoes oh it's yeah home runs you could catapult a nickel through a window with it if you wanted to uh, <laughs> is that right oh yeah oh dang. uh like, cashew I, will sit right kind of catapult right. a nickel what a cashew. Dude, you could you could arc throw a peanut across the room with it. If That's you, what I'm if saying. You, a cashew yes. will sit better. Wow. I'm just saying you could launch it. <laughs> wow. Arc yes. throw. Damn it. Yes. Hacky sack. Pretty potent. Uh, yeah. I did I did want to I, I wanted to mention this. I wanted to go back on this real quick. And this is just for we have a lot of young anglers watching this podcast watching the show listening to it oh and good. i'm always harping on this to to these young guys aspiring guys is the work ethic is the hustle and dude i i'm telling you man you you have it billy you work really hard um you know i see your tour schedule but dude you just you gotta work hard like one of the best things during covid when like the whole world shut down, you you guys were still hustling, right? You guys were still. You, I remember you were doing you were doing concerts and stuff. Yeah, you were doing because Tennessee called bullshit like day well, one. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know that, but no, you were doing like you were doing like live broadcast concerts. You were still hustling when everybody else shut down. How important has that been to the growth of your career? Um. Yeah, that was just 
strange time for sure. And, and, you know, it was like, we went from, we were just beginning to have some momentum, you know, and then the rug got pulled out from under us and it's like, shit, I don't, man, I didn't know. It got me back into fishing. You know, I, I, I was on the road for, you know, like I said, when I hit the road, when I was 19, I didn't do anything else up until I guess that shit happened. And, 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 and then, man, it's like, well, what the hell am I going to do? I'm not on the road. So I started fishing again, you know, and, and it literally started going on my friend's John boat. And then I got a kayak and then I upgraded to the bass tracker. And, you know, it's like, here I am now. I'm like, I'm, I'm still, it really got me back into it in a way. So, That's awesome. um, but fuck, what was the question? <laughs> you answered it there's a million questions here i got one for you man billy when you're out there do you ever like compose music in your head when you're on the water do you come up with tunes does it inspire you in any way like where do you do your creation outside the studio what when's it happen i absolutely do um i stand on the boat and i kind of you know i think about things i have my little notebook with me you know and it, you're just bringing a spinnerbait through the water or something and your mind goes all these wandering I'm, I'm just thinking and you know especially on those quiet mornings um yeah i do get a little bit of ideas come out there but really i think it does something else it's like it doesn't happen on the water but going on the water charges something inside of me that enables me to write music that's very yeah. cool man yeah it going going out and fishing and, and and seeing the blue heron flying over me and 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 you know seeing the way the sun is reflecting romantically on the water that morning and there's you know there's a little bit of fog laying on the water and then all of a sudden something hits your jerk bait or something and it's just it it's romantic you know and and uh it's it's it that getting that solitude is so good for my soul that then after i I'm out fishing. Then I can come home and I grab my guitar and I have this something to say. Very cool, man. It's very freeing. It's like a release, mm -hmm. you know. It's very, very freeing. I, like I seem to always come home to nothing but problems. <laughs> <laughs> this is broke. Like hey, my soul is still Dave. a prisoner. That's, yeah. that's, because, that's because you don't go fishing, Dave. Yeah. Your soul is still a prisoner. <laughs> you can go fishing. <laughs> Becky repeated it, and then Brian just did. My soul is still a prisoner. That could be a song. It could be. I think, Dave, you missed your calling, bro. Oh, I mean, I could write. I could write the names of any metal band. I, I have. I've, I've. I've already created about a dozen awesome metal bands, dude. And I'm not going to reveal them. <laughs> oh, Where are you, you going to start, bro? Like, I mean, like this is your second act in life. Let's go. No. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. This is his final act. Stormtrooper yeah, Trooper yeah. as a metal band would be so awesome. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's like Brad. Like, something that's something like a Brit would name a band Stormtrooper. That'd be like a British, yeah, the Brit. <laughs> <laughs> we the need Brit. Some whiskey. Speaking of Brits, Billy, how was your tour in Europe? I know we talked a little bit about it. How was uh, how was the experience? You got to go to, to a couple cool countries yeah yeah we went all over over there man we started up in norway we went to denmark and sweden and uh man manchester london glasgow wow. um dublin 
it was it was cool and yeah sold out shows the whole time and people screaming for songs that they wanted to hear and singing every word and and it was insane really i mean the schedule was insane too i was quite literally exhausted you know very exhausted but it was so cool to go over there and um and just see all that one of the one of my favorite things about the tour because i didn't i didn't get out much you know i wasn't going to see the cathedrals and trying to hunt down van gogh paintings and stuff i was i was on a tour bus or i was writing a set list or i was on stage and it was yeah that's it i mean and any time that i had off i was trying to get some sleep because i was fucking burned and uh and so the but the one cool thing that i did get to take in in my travels was just like the stereotypes of the different places like it was so funny just you know because i've never really done that kind of traveling but you know you i got to to norway and we walk in this pizza place and there's this dude with like you know blonde hair but like bangs across and like a a crazy like sweater and he's drinking out of a big old stein and i'm like oh my god that's like so norway look at that (laughs) yeah And, and then we're we're on this ferry going over to ireland and and there's like all these like rough like young redhead fucking drinking punching each other soccer hooligans power bay paul <laughs> i'm like dude they're irish like they're drinking and they're pushing each other and they're all rough and tough and it's like <laughs> like you know like this is fucking bad <laughs> that people you know like it's just it was cool to see the different cultures you know the different yeah you know, you know? It's so true, though, like when you're when you're touring, like when I'm touring, you know, and back we've done it for years, you know, and people are like, oh, my God, you went to California. How was it? Must have been beautiful. And you're like, no, you like fished all day and stayed at a campground and went to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but all those miles in between, man, behind the wheel. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Those that, are- that- that's a hidden gem. That's a hidden gem for sure. But I, you know, the other the other thing I, I wanted to ask you about is uh, dude, I all the time like I pinch myself a little bit because I, I have some these cool experiences, whether it's the travel, you know, international travel or whatever. And it's all because of fishing. Do you do you feel like that sometimes, Billy, where like you you stop and sit back and look for a second, like all this shit's happening just because like you're doing something you love. You're playing music, you know, is that, is that sort of strange, strange for me, you know? I, honestly, just like hearing you say that, like, I don't even know. I can't even explain how that makes me feel, you know, it, it blows my mind. Really? Yeah. It's I like, know we were, we were talking on the boat and it was funny. You had mentioned, uh, we were talking about, I think you were at the Grammys and it was so cool. Cause I could see it in the way you were talking. You're like, yeah, and I'm I'm sitting like near Beyonce and you know, like all these famous people, and you're just kind of like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, you're looking around, you're like, it's feels strange, but it, it's it's wild, isn't it? It's very wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I just yeah, I never imagined my life would be as good as it is and i'm very fortunate for everything that 
that I've got. And, I, you know, I've worked hard for it, too. Like, I know you have, you know, and, and that's one of the yeah. things I, why I like. I don't know. It's like you're a professional angler. I'm a bluegrass musician. But what we do is very similar. I mean, it's very obscure as far as a profession goes. I mean, you got to. Yeah. Dude, you've made it work as a fisherman, man. Like. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back, dude. <laughs> that, that's that's tough, and, and, and you know, but you get to do what you love, and you know that's another thing about you, Ike. And I want to say this for everybody on that's listening, that that I have been on a tiny little John boat with Mike Iaconelli. <laughs> we have, and I have watched him hook a bluegill, and. <laughs> scream like it was a 10 pounder oh yeah <laughs> that oh, is for yeah. south jersey like what do we got oh i got one baby oh yeah like <laughs> a little fucking pumpkin seed <laughs> <laughs> but but that it, it makes me so happy because i'm like wow he truly loves this and and that's awesome you know like and it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of it. But <laughs> hats off to the grinders, man. The, the grinders. grinders, the Bass Pro Tour band, yeah. dudes on the road and, and musicians. I mean, it's crazy, dude. You guys are road warriors, man. Hats uh, off. I'll I'll toast to that. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah, Billy, it was uh awesome to when we met the first time because I felt like there was an instant connection and uh you know, it's it's really cool when you have that, when you meet somebody. And the thing that I love, people, I, I you know, get approached by people. They're like, oh, you know, Billy. Oh, my God. What's he like? I'm like, it's just a regular dude. You know what I mean? And that that's 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 a cool thing, man. And uh, very, very uh, appreciative of your friendship. You know, it's been it's been great. Hell yeah, man. Likewise. And one of these days is going to pay off for me because you put me on some fish. <laughs> I'll toast to that, Brian. Yeah. You, yes, you, we, uh, Billy. We got Brian poured us a couple uh, little whiskeys here or something. Just stay and, out of New Jersey, Bill. Yeah, we got to stay out of South Jersey <laughs> next time we go fishing. But I will toast to that for sure. Yeah. Billy, I can't. Hold, uh, Mike, before you do that, yeah, I got one thing I want to go back on. Oh, hit me. Right what do you got? Um. Bill, you talked about the, uh, the the tracker that you got out on the first time. Your uh, Travis, did you ever fish with that guy, Travis? Maybe once or twice, but um, not really. I think that boat just kind of got dropped off at our house, and then me and my dad would go on it most of the time. But that was basically his uh, son-in-law. Okay. So it was like did he my spinner rod with two hands, almost like a fly rod. You say what? Did he cast a spinning rod with two hands, almost like he was casting a fly rod? Yeah, I don't know. Well, we 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 know a Travis that we're pretty sure is. Uh, is this the how, same Travis? Yeah. How would you describe oh. it? He doesn't sleep. He's or you know, he hangs upside down once in a while, and but he's <laughs> pretty sure he's you know. Beyond dead. Oh, possibly related to Vlad the Impaler. Probably a thousand years old. Oh, <laughs> I was just wondering if that's perhaps it was, you know, he crossed paths with Billy. This is what he's here for. Could be. 
<laughs> I feel like I just read one paragraph in the middle of a book and then being asked to understand it. <laughs> yeah, enlighten everybody. I'm, I'm working on half a brain today. I just, I just smoked my brain last night. What do you mean you don't know the book? <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Well, 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 that way. <laughs> That was interesting. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. It made sense in my mind. I couldn't think of a better way to end this interview than <laughs> yeah. totally confuse our audience. Completely making him regret wasting this. <laughs> yeah. the, the YouTube audience understands, yeah. but yeah. I get it. Uh, okay. He would have rather watched, like, uh, my 500-pound world or of life than they've been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking confused at this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> Was that like a count? Yeah, jump my oh, God, man. I, you know, when I lower my hat, I'm in trouble. Uh, uh, I'll listen back and see where I missed my mark. Right. <laughs> mark it. Mark it was it. probably me. It was probably me, honestly. I, no, no. I, no, it was definitely not. No, definitely it was, not. It was definitely Brian. It was, it was an inside thing. I left him hanging. I was supposed to be his wingman tonight. I, I am fired. <laughs> oh, man. It made sense to me. That's great. I, I like it when we get Brian at this point because it almost looks like he's asking for 1990 Pam Anderson's phone number. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the sweating, yeah. the, the hands I'm, on the I'm armpits. Sweating right now, man. <laughs> rocking uh, back and forth. Uh, uh, Billy, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show tonight, man. It was it was so awesome, and I cannot wait. For our next fishing adventure as long as it's outside of south jersey i cannot wait for okay. our next fishing adventure i know it's going to be good so thank you for coming yeah. on the show man i really appreciate it hey thank you i can yeah man let me know if you're around nashville or something we'll go fish around here too that's a plan and enjoy that boat keep sending me pictures and videos because i love them yeah well we're loving it man appreciate you bill you, you coming to knoxville to the classic Oh, I'm mm. planning on it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, man. I'll be there. Totally redeem myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, ex <laughs> we'll explain later in detail. Yeah. Here's what we can do. I got a perfect idea. We'll wait till the first day of competition. We'll find out who's leading. We'll get the coordinates and we'll go beat that spot oh, during my. the afternoon before they come back the next day. <laughs> yeah. I almost would rather hear Brian right. explain uh, his joke than that right there. Most of the that, was, <laughs> that was actually a joke. <laughs> you were literally just complaining about guys doing that. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I wouldn't do it. That was a joke. Uh, definitely text me, though, Billy, if you're at the Classic. We'll, uh, we'll figure something out for sure. But thank you for coming on the show. Billy Strings, everybody. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. See y'all, man. Right on, man. Wow. Heck yeah, dude. I'm so happy he got that bass cat. You know that what I mean? Cool, man. It's so cool Very. to see to see him in that boat. And he's been sending me a lot of pictures and videos, and he's yeah. thoroughly, dude, thoroughly enjoying it. You know what I mean? That's awesome. It, it, it's does it's, he have big lakes around where he lives? Percy Priest is a is a pretty big one. Yeah. And then he's got, you know, old hickories right there. Oh, wow. uh, all the Tennessee River lakes are not far from where he's Percy, at. I never heard of Percy Priest. Dude, Percy Priest in the history of smallmouth fishing, it's probably the most important lake ever. Really? Okay. Yeah. 
So like Southern smallmouth. Southern smallmouth. So yeah. to, uh, Tony Count Dracula would have something to say. Count about Dracula that. would, but mm-hmm. uh, Tony Bean. If you remember Tony Bean mm-hmm. is the one of the, you know, oh, yeah. dude, he's a forefather of finesse fishing. Right on. Uh, Percy Priest. This is home fishery. The float and fly technique. Oh wow! Born was there. born out of Percy Priest. Oh, so you know a lot of really cool, cool techniques. Well, the entire North is offended by that. Well, I probably because right. Smallmouth belong to the north. Smallmouth belong to the north, but Percy Priest is a smallmouth fishery. So fair enough. But so cool to see him, uh, see him running that boat. Uh, I couldn't be happy. They could say the same thing about bluegrass. Like, why don't you New Jersey people stay home, cut each other off on the roads, and don't come to our music? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Dave, write that down. Percy Priest, heavy metal band number twenty-eight. Oh yeah, that's one of the names. That would work. Percy would, Priest would work. Be a good yeah. one, man. That would work. That would work. Uh, let me remind everybody you're watching a brand new Ike live. Uh, we just had Billy strings on such a cool cat, man. Really good guy too. And Paul, he can actually fish, which is, which is awesome. Uh, we got another cool guest coming up. We got Ish Monroe coming up probably about 10 minutes. We're going to track him down. Brian yeah. Carpenter. Uh, I think Ish is driving back from a tournament. So I don't know if he's going to pull over. Is he going to drive and talk? I don't know what what we're. Oh, this sounds cool. It's going to be great. It could. Well, last time he was, <laughs> wasn't he getting in the limo last time and he yeah. hung up on us? Yeah. He uh, he gave us between brushing his teeth and combing his hair for to be on the show. Right, and then he got in a limo. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. and then the feed was cut out. What did so. he get? Hair plugs. Yeah. Nah. nah. He said combing his hair. Nah, he grew it out. He had. Oh, he really? Had, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had it grown you out. Haven't seen your what? You're yeah, disconnected. Yeah, of course I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> He's got full head of hair. Yeah, but we're going to catch up with Ish. It's going to be really good. Uh, and then a little later, Paul, don't forget, we're going to be doing an unboxing. I don't know if you knew this, but we are the only live fishing podcast that does an MTB unboxing. It hasn't so. slipped my mind yet. Right. So we're going to be uh, opening up one of those boxes. But Paul's going to jump out of one. Yeah. Uh, Beck, you want to you want to come sit on the couch for this next segment and catch up with Ashama? Yeah. Oh, she said yes, everybody. Okay. Hey, hey, yeah, I, let's take commercial. Yeah. Right, let's take a break. She yeah. actually went South Jersey and said, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Your mom would be horrified. She's shedding her Richmond roots. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna get a water and sit on the couch. Yo, Benson's watching right now and he's horrified. <laughs> Paul Benson. He, uh, he's a guest. No, her her, her oh, old butler. The yeah. butler. Paul Benson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul Benson. The butler. Horrid, yeah. horrid language. All right, let's take a little break. We'll come back. All right, hang right in there with us. We come back, we got some more Ike Live. Such ghastly vernacular. You know, right now where we're standing, we're in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia is right there. This is the concrete jungle. And you know, a lot of those kids, as they grow up, they don't fish. It's interesting because they're surrounded by water. You know, the the Delaware River, the Schuylkill, ponds, city park lakes. But they don't have the influence to to cast, to fish, to have a rod and reel. And that really, that became our focus, you know, is to target kids in what we call non-traditional areas, you know, urban areas, city centers, where the population's high. And, And let these kids have the experience. You know, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, some of the experiences we've had, whether it's Central Park in New York City, here in Camden, other parts of the country, even just casting, yeah, it's unbelievable to see it, isn't it? Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. And, and uh, you know, you see these kids have this experience they've never had, and they light up, you know? The big thing, I think, for the Ike Foundation is we're not 
we're not saying we want all these kids to become professional anglers. Yeah. Be great if some of them did, but we want them to have that fishing experience because it ties them to so, so many other positive things. The outdoors, nature, conservation, conservation. Uh, ecology, um, you know, all these amazing things in life that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to any other way, we're trying to help with that. So it's, it's important, it's important for us. Yeah. We're proud of it. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. That's you, folks. Information is pouring over. If you want to learn more about every lake, how to fish, shallow, deep, in between, skipping docks and rocks and cranking, slow wiggling, chatter smattering, you get it at Bash U. Get on Bash U TV, check it out, sign up, be a member, be part of it, folks. Keep learning.